Welcome to the Shovel Pass, the NFL podcast for those that need that extra hour of football talk to get them over the hump and through the week. I'm Nick Sawyer, and I'm joined weekly by a few of my closest friends, Will Sawyer, Phil Heim, and Chris Heim, as we discuss all things NFL football from the games of the week, surprises, predictions, high performers, not-so-high performers, and anything else that stands out. Thank you for checking us out, and please subscribe and leave us a five-star rating. We sincerely appreciate it. All right, welcome to the Shovel Pass Podcast. I'm Nick Sawyer. This week I'm sitting down with my brother Will. We start off by talking about the rookie quarterbacks again this week and how they looked in their latest preseason games. I then go on to vent a little bit about the Niners and taking Trey Lance. Spoiler alert, I'm still not convinced. After that, we get into breaking down the AFC and the NFC North and how each team looks and where we think they're going to finish at the end of the season. Enjoy. Welcome to episode four of the Shovel Pass podcast. This week it is a uh, smaller crowd. I'm here with my brother, the gentleman and scholar, Will Sawyer, and we're doing the AFC NFC North preview this week, which uh, is going to be kind of funny because our our man Chris is uh, the most devout of devout Steeler fans, and he's full of opinions always. So. Uh, we're going to be missing him this week, but it frees us up to say whatever the hell we like about the Steelers and <laughs> and nothing good. <laughs> and, he can't, and he can't defend himself, so <laughs> let's give her. Um, all right, so first off, let's. Uh, I just wanted to kind of uh, do a do a rookie quarterback update. We uh, we went through the rookie quarterbacks last week and kind of where they were at after the first week of the preseason. We've now seen them in two preseason games. And granted, they're all in slightly different situations. Some of them are uh, presumed starters and others are presumed going to sit and are trying to make it difficult for the coaches to uh, hold them on the bench for very long. But um, anyways, I did actually watch most of them this week. And I got to say, um, the, the Niners, man, I, I, I'm not seeing... <laughs> this Trey Lance pick is not making me feel any better. <laughs> With watching all the other rookie quarterbacks, Fields looked good. Our 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 man, the man with the frosted tips, uh, Zach Morris, <laughs> Zach Wilson, <laughs> looked strong, looked good. He looked decisive. Um, so I guess okay, we'll we'll start there. So I, I I watched a little bit of that that game with the the Packers, and that first drive was impressive. He came out. He looked comfortable. He didn't look like he had antsy feet. He uh, he saw the field. He was looking off the safety. There was a, a long third, third and eight on that first drive that he looked off the safety and delivered a strike down the middle, like on a line, over the middle, intermediate throw, accurate. Um, yeah, it was impressive. Made another nice sideline throw where he drove the ball to the sideline. So um, I, I didn't want to be, but I got to say I was I was impressed with him. So we'll see. Whatever. That's just that's just you know one week in the preseason. Uh, we're not reading too much into it, but 
Uh, he looked good. Fields looked good. He didn't. He wasn't without mistakes. He wasn't flawless, but he looked like he was comfortable out there. He was fighting. He was making some decent throws, accurate throws. He was making some good decisions, even if they weren't having the most success on offense. Um, he was escaping the pocket at the right time. He was throwing it away at the right time. He looked like he was getting through some of his progressions. So I, I was impressed with him. I was actually impressed with his mobility too, his ability to get out of the pocket and extend the play and um, not take a sack. Uh, of the plays that I did I watch, of the plays that I did watch, uh, Justin Fields looked pretty good to me. Uh, Particularly, I mean, I saw it with Zach Wilson as well. When guys are finding passes late over the middle and finding them in space, I like what that looks like. Uh, I like that uh, kind of knack. Um, quarterbacks that sorry are, when you sorry when you say late over the middle, you don't mean they're throwing it late and missing the guy. You no, mean no, no. their third read and they hit the guy over the middle. Yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. Where it's not their first pick, and it's and it's not a you know a, a designed play where an offensive coordinator has just given them a timing route and they're just you know taking three steps and firing it. They're they're actually having to find the guy, find the the bubble, and get it off at the right time. Yeah. Uh, those kind of throws are, are a little bit more pro level for me and a little bit more impressive. And and I saw a few out of uh, both Wilson and Fields. Uh, didn't watch too much Trey Lance, but uh, I'll trust your judgment on that one. Okay, well I'm gonna go through the Trey Lance the, the Trey Lance experience in a second. <laughs> I gotta say, Trevor Lawrence, I watched him, and I'll say this, I can see why he was the first overall pick. He's impressive physically. He throws a nice ball. He's long. He gets deep into his drops. He he looks polished. Um, he didn't look that comfortable. I felt like he was struggling a little bit to get past his first read, and he was a little bit nervous in the pocket. Um, he did make a couple of nice throws, so it wasn't it wasn't like he wasn't a disaster. He just looked a little, mm, you know, he's still trying to get his feet under him, and and uh, he didn't look entirely comfortable out there. But there was a couple of times that you know his first read came open. He drove and you know threw a nice ball to the to the outside shoulder on the on the sidelines or something like that. So, um, anyways, I think I think he's gonna do fine, but. He's going to have some growing pains early on, doesn't it? It's always the the way, right? With that first pick, you you go to a shitty team, and then you know you're expected to put the team on your back and carry them. So, um, okay, Trey Lance. I mean, I watched uh, every snap of his last game, and. He did a couple of impressive things. It seemed like he got better the longer he was in. But those first couple of series were ugly. Um, I don't know. I can't really sugarcoat it. They, it was pretty bad. Um, I don't know what his accuracy is like. His accuracy really didn't look very good. 
Um, and I don't know whether it was, I don't know whether it was that he, he's inaccurate because I don't necessarily think he's inaccurate if he has time and he's comfortable and he sees the receiver, but he wasn't seeing the receivers. He was, he was looking at his first read. He was comfortable looking at his first read, but the second he had to go to his second read or beyond, he was late on the throw. He wasn't seeing the receiver. He was late on the throw. And I think it was the timing that until he saw them and then threw, the ball was coming out late and it was behind the receiver. So he threw a couple of passes behind the receiver. He threw one high. Um, one was tipped and picked off. And that was that was a, uh, a high pass. It was a high throw over the middle. And I think it was Ayuk got a hand on it questionable whether he should have caught it or not i think it was a really tough catch anyways he got a hand on it and it got picked off the second was behind the receiver the receiver should have caught it but again he dropped it and it was picked or no sorry it was behind the receiver sorry there was one that was behind the receiver and the pick that the defender actually dropped a pick and then there was another one that was behind the receiver and it was questionable whether it was catchable or not. So I think there's some of this the receivers can make up for. But there was like three passes in a row where he was off target. And it was always the ones that was his second or third read. When it was his first read, he saw the receiver, he was decisive, the ball was on target. Um, as that... As as after the I think the first two series he looked really shaky. The third series he came in, and he led them down the field right before the half, and sc- scored a touchdown. But again, it it looked good, but it didn't make me feel all warm and fuzzy because he had a few things going for him. He was running the, the hurry up offense. So the defense you're you're playing against the twos or whatever. They're all mixed up they're not used to playing against the hurry up offense it's more likely that that's gonna get them all confused and off their spots and not ready he did have a deep completion but down the right sideline the receiver was wide open it was a it was a wide open throw so the fact that he completed it kudos it was a nice ball it was nice placement the receiver caught it it looked great but um, so I'll say it was there. It, he showed good touch, but it was hard to tell if it was if there was good timing or recognition because the receiver was so wide open. Um, yeah, and unfortunately, I mean, it, it, this is no guarantee. It never is with any quarterbacks. Uh, but I, I do, I do feel like it is a thing with quarterbacks that. Uh, being able to see deeper into your reads is simply not something that every quarterback is capable of. And you see guys top out in terms of their potential where they're super athletic, they can make all the throws, but they just can't see the field the way a top end. Right. The processing isn't there. The processing doesn't ever get quick enough. So for him, like the jury's still out. I'm not. I'm not suring the kid yet. I, I'm just not sold. Like his processing isn't there. He's not seeing that second and third receiver. 
So, and then the the touchdown that he threw, um, it was just a broken coverage. <laughs> the defense was all confused. One guy was pointing at the other. Sanu slipped between them and caught the touchdown. I mean, it was a nice throw. It was a nice catch, but there was nothing all that special about it. So I, I don't know. Honestly, the, the, the interesting part about watching that game was I'm sitting there watching Trey Lance, who was the number three overall pick. Um, and he's playing Easton stick. <laughs> yes. That's actually his name. <laughs> and I believe he's, I uh, want to say he's a second-year player. I don't know. Or he might have been. A, he might be a rookie. Anyways, he looked great. He's he's currently like third stringer for the Chargers, so he's kind of fighting Chase Daniel for that backup position. But man, he looked like he was pushing him. So, uh, anyways, he was fun to watch. He made a couple of really nice throws. Um, accurate throws, deep throws. He threw a beautiful deep throw, their deep, deep completion down the right sideline. Very similar to the one that Trey Lance threw, except the coverage was tight and he dropped it in a bucket, a foot from the sidelines. So there was this interesting, like when you're watching Easton Stick, who's a, you know, fifth, sixth, seventh round nobody, I can't remember. Um, and. Round five, yeah, picked in 2019. So he's not a rookie, but he's a young guy. Fifth round pick in 2019. And he's managed to stick around. Anyways, <laughs> get it? <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, it was fun. It was fun to watch him. So needless to say, uh, I'm still not thrilled with that Trey Lance pick. Uh, feels like we gave up way too much for him with other potentially better options still sitting there. But I didn't watch Mac Jones this week. I think he was pretty good. Yeah, I didn't kinda catch wish, any of him, but... Uh, kind of yeah, wish Bill was here. He could have given us the rundown on uh, on Mac Jones. But anyways, all right. That said, I still think... So just, we'll just, we'll just uh, tie this one off. I think Trey Lance has to sit. They have to sit him. They cannot start him right away. He needs a year to sit on the bench, watch Garoppolo, learn how to prepare, learn how to be a pro, work on that processing speed, work on your reads. At least. Yeah. That's my opinion. Like, yeah. to me, he very much needs to earn his spot as the starter. Um, great potential is great, but not everybody turns into Patrick Mahomes. And... No. Um, you know, he, he's, he's got to earn that. Uh, Garoppolo has done more to earn a starting job, in my opinion, outside of his draft position. But I, I just don't consider a draft position the right reasoning for putting someone on the field. No, it's a tough one, and I, I, I hate this, right? But when you give up so many picks and so much to draft a kid, you want him on the field. And you want to see returns on your investment immediately, especially with your when you're a coaching staff and you want to, you know, you're getting paid to win, not draft guys and sit them on the bench. But anyways, I, 
I mean, my favorite example to point to is Aaron Rodgers. He was a first round pick and he sat behind Brett Favre for three or four years. He didn't start till his fourth year. Something like that. Anyways. Comparatively look how he Alex, turned out. Alex Smith is is the very nice parallel right. to throw against Aaron Rodgers. Right. He was thrown in the deep mm-hmm. end with way too much, way too early. Uh, too many things going against him, and uh, and it took him a while to. It stunted his career. Respective... Yeah, it's yeah. You know, it severely took, stunted took, his what, career. Like seven, eight years before he was a semi-respectable quarterback. It was right. Not an easy road there. No, he, he didn't need a broken no. leg to. And most guys head. do not do not fight through that. That ruins a lot of guys. So, yeah. anyways, all right, let's get to our previews. So, we're we gonna start AFC or NFC. Right, let's uh, let's go with the NFC. Just you know, talking Aaron Rodgers, Packers. Right. Why not NFC? All right, we're gonna start at the bottom or the top. Well, is there really a lot of competition at the bottom? Because I, I don't, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't see any way the Lions aren't at the bottom of this division. That's that's my opinion. Uh yeah. I don't think it's really a mystery. The Lions are at the bottom. Yeah, the Lions are last place. They strike me as you know what? Okay, let's do. Let's start with the Lions. Why not? Let's start at the bottom. You got me talking about them now. The, the Lions. <laughs> yeah, the deep, the deep bottom. <laughs> so the Lions have a brand new quarterback. They have gone out and upgraded the salary on their quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> upgraded the salary and downgraded yeah. about everything else. <laughs> Actually, I don't know that. I don't know that for sure. So don't don't fact check me on that one, but Goff gets paid a lot of money. <laughs> um, yeah, so they've got a brand new quarterback, Jared Goff, who I actually have a... I, I, I don't hate Jared Goff. I know a lot of people really like to tee off on, on Mr. Goff, but, man, when he's on, he's on. He throws a nice football. When he's accurate, like, he lights it up. But <laughs> it's just not all. It's, it's just not often enough. Well, and and here's the thing: Mister Inconsistency. So when I look at him and I look at Stafford, Stafford can throw some really nice balls too. Does it with more consistency? Yeah. Uh, has Goff shown any better ability to win? Uh, I don't know that he's really proven that in, in the grand scheme of things. So to me, did they, did they upgrade the quarterback position? No, to me, it's, no. it's, it's a downgrade. Yes. Uh, definitively. And they weren't a good enough team last year to suffer a downgrade. So, uh, right. I, think I wish the way I, I would the best, but I just I, I don't see I, it. No, I think he's been kind of sewered. He's he's like um, he he's that you know office space. This is this is dating us a little bit, but that 
that movie Office Space where what's that what's that really weird guy's name? Uh, Nelson or something or no? It's like Michael Bolton. No, 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 not that guy. <laughs> the real the, the the troll like the really homely troll like fellow. Oh man, what's his name? Anyways, you know oh, he's, the he's pink a, stapler, the pink stapler. Yes, yes, yes. The stapler. Yes, and they're always picking on him. My, my, my pink you know? stapler. Yes, exactly. <laughs> he's he's the office runt. Okay, it feels like when they stick him in the basement. Yeah. <laughs> right. They just they just you know progressively take things away from him and make his cubicle smaller and shove him in the corner until finally they just say go down into the basement. This is your key. This is your office now. I feel like Goff. Goff is that guy. <laughs> just, just kind of just like, cut his paycheck. He'll he'll figure it out eventually. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. We're just gonna slowly take things away from you and move you to to the worst team and worst division and just stick you in the basement and you know we'll see how long it takes for you to just quit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Poor God. That, that's that's such a horrible like symbol <laughs> for all of what the Detroit Lions are. Right. Like, yeah. Right. How many players have they done that to over the years where they just they just got beaten down by exactly what right. the Lions give them? <laughs> two Hall of two Hall of Famers in the last two decades have retired before in the middle of their prime. In the middle of their prime because they just can't take it anymore. Didn't I can't play stand for playing anymore. for I'd rather not play at all than play for Detroit. Fuck this. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that that that's a depressing uh, yeah. franchise if there ever was one. So. Yeah. So, but now, so all that said, to me, Goff was in in a in a in a beautiful mind like system that Sean McVay puts on the field. He could be brilliant. Goff could look brilliant because Sean McVay. Could so. play call, yeah, and design an offense that brought out all of his strengths. You know, made him look as good as he's ever going to look. Stafford, on the other hand, drove um, drove shotgun uh, in in a turd on wheels, basically, for like <laughs> a decade. And was a Pro Bowl quarterback and took them took them to the playoffs, like he was the one driving the the, the lemon jalopy, and and he somehow managed to get more miles and more speed out of it than anyone thought you could. Now maybe I'm pumping up Stafford a little bit here, but I mean seriously, Stafford did more with with. Now he didn't have shitty teams every year, okay, but like like he was on a shitty franchise. And Goff was on a good franchise. Goff did take them to the Super Bowl, but I guess what I'm trying to say is, in this, in this case, the winning doesn't make you the better quarterback. Like just because you went to a Super Bowl, you didn't lead the team to a Super Bowl. They made it to the, the team pulled you along to a Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, I, you had I like don't, our, I don't one of the best rosters in the league. Yeah. Right, you had like one of the best rosters in the league, one of the most expensive roster potentially in the league. You were in cap hell. They mortgaged the future just to get you to the Super Bowl. Anyways, 
in this case, I just think, you know, Stafford was the one who was making the best out of a bad situation, and Goff was in a great situation, and he was taking full advantage of it. Yeah, and that's it. it's, he's just, not going to be able to put a team on his back. And, and no, I, I don't think anyone ever confused the idea that Goff was the driver that got right. them to the Super Bowl. He so, was there. He was along for the ride. He was somewhere in the the back of the bus, but it, <laughs> yeah. he he wasn't the driver. Uh, so. We'll see what he. I'll be honest with you, and this maybe this is an indictment of Jimmy Garoppolo, but kind of felt like Jimmy Garoppolo with the Niners when they went to the Super Bowl. Yeah, and and for me, he was pretty good. He was good enough all year long, but he wasn't the guy that you know when he needed to make a throw in the Super Bowl to win the game. He did. He couldn't. So. You know. Anyways, it is what it is. So, how bad are the Lions, though? I don't know. I, I mean, that's a tough one. Uh, I like Dan Campbell, honestly. I like the I like the new coach. I think he's probably going to be a lot better than Matt Patricia. <laughs> don't think he can get much worse. <laughs> no, no, I don't. I think you're right there. So, uh, I don't know. I but I I struggle to see them as better than like a. Six win team this year. Yeah. Okay. I was going to say that feels about right to me. Five six wins. Yeah, I'm, I'm right in that, right in that hole there. Five, All six. right. So I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna say I'm gonna say they're. Uh, oh, how many wins did they get last year? This is funny because we're gonna we're gonna say they're. We're, I think we're predicting they they're gonna win more games this year than they did last year. Yeah, I don't know how much that says or doesn't. They they were five and eleven last year. Um, I I think they're they about. Feel... I think they're about the same, uh, and some of it is because I, I don't have a huge confidence in some of the other teams in their division. As much as I think Minnesota's a a much better team, as much as I think Chicago is a better team. I still feel like both of those could lose one to Detroit just because they're mm. division rivals and yeah. uh, it's, it's eminently possible. <laughs> I feel like, I feel like Detroit's going to be plucky this year with Dan Campbell. Like last year with, with Patricia, it was like they, they should have won games, but they were going to find a way to lose them. Whereas this year, I feel like they're going to be plucky enough to win a couple games that they maybe shouldn't. Yeah, so, yeah, I, I would put them in. I that. don't know for what yeah. it's worth. Now they did lose a couple players, and I don't know whether they gained much. I'll be honest; I haven't really followed Detroit a whole lot this off season. I mean, who cares, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I haven't really had much interest, <laughs> but. No, not not so much, right? So, I'm looking at their roster. Honestly, I like their coaching staff oh. better than their roster. That, no, that's their kind roster of looks their their roster looks really questionable. Their best receiver is Tyrell Williams, and 
he always seems to be injured. And has never stood out as a real number one. No, he got paid like one to go to, to Las Vegas, right? And he never really lived up to it. No. I don't know, man. I think they're, yeah, I don't think they're going to be very good. I think I think I'm going to go with um I think I'm going to go with 5 wins. So what's that? 5 and 5 and 5 and 12. Yeah. Still, still I am right with you this there. extra game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I think they lose one more game than last year. Yeah. All right. Let's move on. We don't need to talk too long about Detroit. Chicago Chicago, I think, looks better this year than last year. Um, whether that translates into wins or not, yeah. I, I don't know, because I think Minnesota is going to be a lot better this year as well. Um, they were kind of finding themselves a little bit last year with uh, Stephon Diggs leaving, and Jefferson came on strong, but I think they're going to have a much bigger, better plan for Jefferson this year. And uh, I, I think uh, I think they get at least I don't know at least two three more wins than they did last year, and uh, so to me I, I think Minnesota hops over Chicago. I think Chicago probably stands pat at about eight wins this year, so kind of eight and nine, and, and I think uh, Minnesota jumps up to. Uh, nine and eight. I, I'm not too ambitious with them. Nine and eight. Okay. Fair enough. I think there's going to be a tight battle between two and three in that division. Yeah, I like that. I like that. I wish I, I mean, I kind of wish we disagreed more on some of this stuff. Make for a little <laughs> more entertaining conversation, but uh, great minds think alike, right? Yeah, cut sure. We'll the, go with that. Cut from the same jib. Either that or we'll both look like assholes at the end of the season. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> probably. <laughs> now, question, question. So yeah. what do you have for Green Bay? Because last um, year they were 13-3. and three. They, they have yeah. a quarterback who's maybe a little less thrilled with his franchise than he was last year. But yeah, maybe. He has something to prove. So Maybe. But here's here's the thing. So this is interesting because I'm going to go back a couple of weeks. Um, I'm an I'm an avid reader of uh, Peter King's column every week, Football Morning in America. Um, and a couple of weeks ago, he spent time at Packers camp and sat down with Aaron Rodgers, and it was very interesting because the impression I got is that as much as Rodgers has had a what some may think is a tumultuous off season and he made this power play and he's really pissed off with the franchise and he's had it out with ownership or not ownership, obviously with management. Um, at least the way uh, this made it sound was that he's very Zen. He's, He's reached a point in his career, he's found enlightenment where he's like, you know what, I've said what I had to say, and this is how I feel, but I'm focusing on the people around me. I love my coaches, I love my teammates, I love the fans, and I'm just soaking up all of all of this 
experience and enjoying the present and I'm not thinking about next year and I'm not thinking about my contract or anything else. Like it, it really made it sound like, yeah, I said these things cause they had to be said, but I don't hold any ill will towards anyone and I'm excited to get out there and take another run at it. So, you know, I don't know whether it's uh, channeling a little bit of the last dance. Like he's, he, he tweeted something a few weeks ago. It was a picture. I Instagrammed a picture of uh, Pippen and Jordan uh, in that last season of, uh, of the bulls dynasty. And, uh, you know, I don't know whether he's alluding to anything or he's just, you know, that's his kind of mindset is like live in the present. And anyways, the impression I got is that he's quite happy. He's doesn't, doesn't, he's not holding a grudge. He's not pissed off. He's not, it's not certainly not affecting him in any way. So I, I don't know. I expect Rogers to have another pretty, pretty stellar season. Um, well, and, and this was my thought too, is that um, regardless of whatever he's had with, with management ultimately when it comes down to it he's going to step on the field and i think uh we all feel that rogers is um as as proud a nfl quarterback as there is right now uh and i don't necessarily mean that as as arrogant though you might take it that way uh he's He's proud of his accomplishments. He cares about his accomplishments. He cares about his legacy. He has an opportunity this year because he still has a great roster around him. He has a good coaching staff around him that he has a chance to do something special. I cannot see him being the type that is petty enough to give up on that. I think he's going to no. go full bore because this is his yeah. moment. This is his opportunity to cement his legacy, to uh, prove everyone that they should have been listening to him all the time. If anything, there might be a little bit of a chip on his shoulder. Uh, so I don't, I don't see him backing off from this. I don't see him uh, loafing it. Uh, so given what their roster looks like, it's still pretty talented. Uh, I see them at least as successful as last year in the regular season. Really? I think so. Okay. Interesting. All right. I I don't know where I sit on this one because, yes, they were excellent last year, but I also feel like... I feel like a lot of things went their way, and they... Their 13-3 and three was like best case scenario for them. You know what I mean? And I just don't know whether that's, that's, I don't know whether that's realistic. um, Realistic. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's, there's always this tendency to regress towards the mean. Like you don't see a team ranked number one defense two years in a row or whatever. I mean, I shouldn't say that it's happened, but usually if teams are, the best at something one year they regress a little bit the next year it's just natural you don't get the same bounces you don't get the same you don't take advantage of every opportunity you don't you know it's hard to maximize something two years in a row and it felt last year like they were maximizing that team so anyways 
I don't I don't know that I see them as a I mean this year there's an extra game, right? So are they 13 and 4? Maybe. I think they win that division. I don't think th- there's a whole lot of mystery there. But mm, I'm struggling between that 13 and 4 or whether they go 12 and 5. I'm going to call 13 and 4. Uh, All right. Um, I'm going to say 12 and 5 just just to be just to be different. 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 Yeah, just to to be able to tell you you're wrong when you are. <laughs> I, I, I will concede that uh, a lot of things have to go right for a team to go 13 and three, or, you know, now 13 and four, 14 and three, whatever it happens to be to get that number of wins. A lot of things have to go right. And I, I think the 49ers are kind of like a poster child last year of yeah. uh, how easily that slips away. Because yeah. I don't think they were any less of a talented team last year than they were the year before, but they were just ravaged by injuries. And, and bad luck is a hell of a mistress. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. Um, they they could have been a thirteen and three team last year. Well, they were supposed to be, right? Like going into the season, people were picking them to go back to the Super Bowl. Their roster really hadn't changed a whole lot. They're, you know, so I don't know. So that's it. We'll, we'll, so we'll talk about may... them next week. But, yeah, yeah. I, I think the Packers are clearly the best in that division. Um, Agreed. But as far as Minnesota, like I'll just touch on them. Uh, Minnesota and Chicago, I, I don't know whether Chicago – I don't know how to feel about Chicago. They're going to roll out a, a rookie quarterback at some point this year. I mean, I, I I don't know. Are they going to roll out Andy Dalton to start the season? Maybe. Maybe for a few games. Feels lame duck to me, honestly. It, it, if I had to say, I don't know that I would walk Andy Dalton out onto the field feeling like he's a better quarterback than Justin Fields. I feel like if I walked him out there, it's kind of like, meh. No, Justin Fields is probably as good or the better quarterback, but we're going to put Andy Dalton out there because we don't want to ruin Justin Fields, and we're just going to make Andy Dalton kind of take take us through four, five, six, seven games until we're ready to put Justin Fields on the on on the. Well, to to me, the reasons for starting Andy Dalton are are twofold. Uh, one, if he starts and he looks like you know uh, an excellent quarterback uh similar to his best seasons uh bonus for you yeah Uh, but if he doesn't which is the more likely of the scenarios then he maybe makes field look good when fields finally takes the field (laughs) it's (laughs) it's it's not about andy dalton it's about if they put fields out there Game right. one, then he's got all the pressure, all the expectations that he has to perform right off the yeah. hop. If they put Dalton out there for a few games and he flounders and he just looks like garbage and Fields comes in, anything's better than that. 
So yeah, it, good point. It gives them flexibility. From, it gives them a little bit of optics to just like from a oh. from an optics. Yeah, from a PR perspective, I like that you put Andy Dalton on the field. You don't really have a whole lot to lose. Like we're preserving our young quarterback. We're giving him time to develop. We don't want to put rush him out there. That you know da 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 da. If Andy Dalton looks like shit, then you roll him out there and you go, "Hey, he's here. Anything's better than Dalton." <laughs> but, but if Dalton's given- great, then you're going, "See, we were right. This was all part of the plan. Dalton's a solid quarterback. He's gonna, <laughs> he's win, gonna win, hold win. the fort until Fields is ready to take the field." Can I just say it's the, the his last name being Fields is really awkward when we're trying to say Fields is taking the field or when to put Fields on the field. Like, yeah, I know. Ugh, you know, it makes me want to say when Fields is ready to take the pitch. <laughs> it, it was it was almost like your your uh, clever wordplay with Easton Stick. <laughs> right, yeah, <laughs> managed. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh god. Okay, um, Vikings. I mean, do I have to say anything about the Vikings? Dalvin Cook is everybody's talking about Dalvin Cook. He's going to be the best running back in the league this year. I say, yeah, fair enough. Like everybody else is saying, if he can stay healthy. That's it. With with him healthy. Kirk Cousins. Are you a Kirk Cousins fan? Are you are you buying or selling Kirk Cousins? I am uh, apathetic towards Kirk Cousins. (laughs) Um, He has not shown me enough to believe that he's a top 10 quarterback in the league. He Mm -hmm. hasn't shown me enough to believe that he's a bottom 10 quarterback in the league. Somewhere in that no man's land of, uh, he could pull out games here and there, but do I believe he's going to be the reason a team goes to a conference championship, goes to a Super Bowl? No, he's Mm -hmm. not that guy. I don't think he's ever proven that he can be that guy. So he needs pieces around him. Yeah. Um, I like the, okay. So my word of the day is plucky because I, I keep wanting to call people plucky, but that's Kirk Cousins. He's that. Was he a second round pick? I think he was a second mm-hmm. round pick, wasn't he? I think they took Robert Griffin first or second overall, and then they they took Kirk Cousins in the second round, which I think second is hilarious. Third. But yeah, yeah, second or third. Anyways, he feels like that. He's he's that plucky second round pick that punched above his weight class and landed a wicked contract but you know ah we're both wrong fourth round fourth round okay yeah fourth round yeah so even better it makes my point even better so he's the plucky fourth round pick who's punched way above his weight class and gotten an awesome contract and done pretty well for himself um he did just enough in his career each and every time to get the next contract to get the next Yep. The next contract. But he's, but, but he's no and Tom Brady and he's no Russell Wilson. That's it. That's it. He's never shown that ability. So yeah. at this point in his career, so, for him to have not shown it, I, I don't think it's there. If I could summarize your feelings on him, you do not like that, nor dislike that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for the definition of apathy. <laughs> <laughs> Well, no, I was trying to say, you know, I was trying to, you know, harken back to those famous Kirk Cousins. You like that? Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't. I, I, But I don't dislike it. 
Kirk, you're you're an okay guy. I'm neither yeah. here neither there. You know, you're somewhere <laughs> in the middle for me. Anyways, you're entirely vanilla. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, yeah, just a piece of plain toast. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, um, yeah, I feel like they're they're. I think they're a decent team. Honestly, I feel like last year that the Vikings play did not play as well as they could have. Um, I think they're better better than Chicago. So I'm gonna say, um, I'm gonna say Green Bay finishes. What did I say? Twelve and five. Yep. I feel like the Vikings are going to be not far behind them. There might be a little bit of intrigue at the top of that division. So I'm I'm kind of going against what I said earlier about, yeah, clearly the Green Bay Packers win the division. I mean, I think the, the Packers do win the division, but I, I do think the Vikings, hmm. you know, Justin Jefferson was pretty good last year. I think he gets a little bit better. They still got Thielen. They got the best running back in the league, which all works in Kirk Cousins' favor. And, uh, you know their defense isn't half isn't half bad. So, I, I, yeah. For me, I'm calling. I, I I'm stuck between nine and ten wins. Okay, I'm gonna say. Ooh, I'm gonna say. Yeah, I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say eleven and six. Ten and seven just feels like I know it's weird. This this extra game is throwing me off. It's strange. Ten and seven just feels like really close to five hundred. And it's funny, yeah, because previous seasons, it's like nine and eight, it's like ten, well, ten you're five hundred, like, and so ten. Was a right, good ten was season. a big deal. Ten and six, right? Ten and six is a good season. Ten and seven just feels like oh, you lost seven fucking times, like. <laughs> 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 I don't know. <laughs> it's tough to give too much uh, credit, but yeah, yeah, you're barely better than 500. So yeah, at 11 and six. Ugh, I don't okay. know. I'll go with 10. I'll go with 10. All right. Minutes. Okay. 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 AFC. Let's AFC go. AFC North. Uh, I don't Moving know. I mean, Pittsburgh had 12 and four last season, which. Yeah, Pittsburgh was a good team last year. Honestly, feels to me feels like they might have been punching a little above their weight class, and I don't know that they are that successful this year. I, I think they they drop off. They don't they don't move ahead. Well, it, I don't know. So I'm not. I don't have their. I don't have last year's results in front of me. Um, but. Last year, watching the Steelers, it felt like they were not crushing people. No, no, I don't. I don't think they were, and um, I, I don't know that they can expect that uh, Roethlisberger is going to continue to perform. Uh, no. I think I think he's on the decline, and I don't know that they have enough talent behind and around him to make up for that. Yeah. Um, so to me, the team declines a little along with him. And uh, so keep in mind, last year, 
Pittsburgh was 12 and 4. Baltimore and Cleveland were both 11 and 5. It's it's difficult to sit in a division with three teams that tightly packed with that many wins. Uh, And to me, I see Baltimore and Cleveland both as uh, a little bit more on the ascent Mm -hmm. and Pittsburgh a little bit on the descent. So how that works out in terms of number of games, I don't know. I, I, I think they are at extreme risk of ending up third in the division. They're going to have to fight their way into second. That's my opinion. Yeah, I agree with you. Who I takes first? That, that's more difficult. That's more difficult. I don't know. I don't know. Cause yeah, this is a tough division, honestly. This is a really tough division. I feel like Roethlisberger every year, he's just getting more and more um, creaky. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> he's a, he's just a he's a he's an awkward oaf, and he just every year he's a little more awkward and a little more oafish, and <laughs> that's my that's my <laughs> oh man my I, that's I my wish, deep dive analysis. But <laughs> I mean, I wish we had Chris here to, <laughs> to argue with us on this, but I, I'm in complete agreement. And he just he stands a little more upright. <laughs> just takes a little longer to get up off the, the turf. I, I don't know. I just feel like yeah. And he, he was always the guy who would extend the play often a little too long yeah. and was just this big body guy that people would bounce off of and he could kind of squeak out of tackles and as he's getting a little bit more rigid, a little bit more creaky, He's just a little less able to pull some of those stunts than he used to. Uh, yeah, but even when he was escaping, it was like he wasn't the guy that was escaping, and you're like, oh, my goodness, how did he not get hit? You're like, oh, my God, he's getting the shit kicked out of him. <laughs> Absolutely. Constantly, and he keeps getting up. Like, he's that punch-drunk boxer that just keeps getting up, and you're like, dude, was, just stay down. He was Rocky. Like, right, yeah, ro- exactly. Rocky won. Rocky won. Right. <laughs> like he, <laughs> Where... Yeah, and you're amazed, but at some point you're like, dude, you're 38 years old. Like you're 30. Is he 39 now? Uh, anyways, it's it's just like, oh, okay. One of these days, he's just gonna break in half and not get up. Well, and he already there's only so many has. injuries that he can like play through. I don't know. Anyways, he's he's still a good quarterback. It's just last year I felt like so a little get to the football a little more. His throwing didn't look as um, strong last year. I don't know how to say it. Not as decisive, not as accurate, not as, you know, he wasn't picking apart defenses like he was when, you know, AB was there. I'll agree with you. So I I will say for the sake of stats, uh, last season he had a, he had a decent season in terms of stats. At 65% completions, 33 touchdowns, and only 10 interceptions. Those are those are pretty good numbers. Uh, I'd be pretty happy with a quarterback uh, doing that. Yeah, actually. Yeah, those are but, those are uh, excellent numbers. But I, the eye test, I do agree with you. Watching him play, yeah. it's like 
I don't know, is he as good as he was, you know, three years ago? No. You no, know. and, and the, the, the concern for me is not that he isn't still good. And you just said it, like the stats still show he was a good quarterback last year. And in all honesty, he didn't he didn't look bad to me. I'm I, I'm I don't want it to sound like I'm I'm, you know, criticizing the way he was. He played well last year. I just feel like for most of his career, he's been almost unstoppable where he's making these plays that you didn't think were possible. And he's making really excellent throws. And last year, it just looked like things are starting to he's he's starting to lose a step and the fear with quarterbacks at that age obviously is that you're you lose a step and then you fall off a cliff right Peyton Manning was you know top three quarterbacks in the league and then all of a sudden he just he could barely throw it 10 yards down the field and and there's a confidence factor too like you know Tony Romo right. was operating at a very high level and he broke his back and yep. Dak stepped in and, and that was it yep. for his career. Right. Um, it is so it just takes one hit. It just in- takes one season. He where is that where is that precipice? And I yeah, who knows, right? I mean, we keep waiting for Brady to step off the cliff and I don't know that he ever will, but um, we've never seen anybody do it like him. Roethlisberger, if I had to guess, he's more like what we're used to seeing, that quarterbacks are good until they're not, and we just don't know when that is. So all that said, I think he's still probably going to have a good season. It probably won't be quite as good as last season, although, I, I don't know, watch. Chris isn't here, so he can't defend himself, but <laughs> Roethlisberger might make me eat my words. I'm gonna I'm gonna predict. I mean, this is this is a little bit kind of out there, but I'm gonna predict that he hits 3,500 yards passing and and uh, 27 touchdowns. Woo! All right, I love predictions like this. But I think his interception cap goes up. I, I think his so more than 10. Yeah, I think he's I think he's gonna hit 15. Ooh. Okay. So I don't think he's going to have a bad year, but uh, his yardage isn't going to be the same. His touchdowns aren't going to be the same, and he's he's going to be turning the ball over a little bit more. He's he's going to hold the team together, but he's he's not going to he's not going to drown the team, but he's not going to be lifting them up. Yep. So that said, uh, as far as wins losses, uh, that that division's tough. I mean. To me, Cincinnati is still very much, very much at the bottom. Yeah, um, since he's at the bottom, there, there's no. I think they're getting better. I think they can be. A, I think they can be much better than they were last year. But I don't think they're. I don't think they're challenging for the top of the division. No. Whereas the other three are very much in contention for the top of the division. Um, I think Cleveland takes the division. With twelve wins, mm. I think uh, Baltimore and Pittsburgh are one game back from them. I, I, I think it. I think it just the top three invert. I think Cleveland takes Pittsburgh's spot, yeah. and, and everybody else moves down. 
that's so were were Baltimore and Cleveland the same record last year? Yeah, they both had eleven and five. You know. All right. So if we're look, Pittsburgh's biggest issue last year was their running game. They had this high powered uh receiver core and their running backs couldn't stay healthy and when they were they weren't all that good and they had a, had trouble sustaining any kind of um production so they drafted uh this kid this year Neji Harris and I don't know anything about him so well, and the other key here that uh, I guess the question is: Is he gonna? Isn't he? Is he gonna show up? Okay, he went to Alabama. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, great. So <laughs> he's the 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 next in the long line of running backs to come out of Alabama. The, Usually, they're pretty good coming out of Alabama. Sometimes not so good. Trent Richardson. <clears throat> <laughs> but, One variable here that. Uh, It'd be great to get Chris to talk on if if we get the chance in a subsequent week. But uh, one of the key changeovers here is last year they had Randy Fickner as their offensive coordinator, and they got rid of him. And Mm -hmm. one of Chris's biggest complaints, and and I'll jump on board with this complaint, is that he so far deprioritized, like sidelined the running game in Pittsburgh that it was aggravating to watch them. They had this high-powered passing offense, and that was great, but they had dismal running stats, and not just in terms of production, but in terms of carries. They would go games. I I think their average in 2019 was less than 20 carries a game for their running backs combined. It was obscene. And while I love a great passing game, to me, for you to ignore the run like that, you are asking for trouble. You're asking for a volatile team. You're putting way too much on your defense. And uh, I just, I don't like it. I don't like it. So the fact that they got rid of Fickner, I think the hope in Pittsburgh is that uh, Matt Canada, who got promoted to offensive coordinator, that he's going to, that he's going to prioritize the run a little bit more and and get them a little bit more balanced on offense. Yeah. Which works to what we were saying about Roethlisberger as well. If he's, yeah. you know, declining a little bit, you've got to get the running game going. Yeah, he, he needs a little support. He can't carry the offense like he used to. Um, all right. Yeah, I don't know a whole lot about this kid, but he's looks like he's doing his best Derrick Henry impression. He's six foot three. He's listed at the Combine. Uh oh no. <laughs> Whoops. Coming out of high school he was six three, two hundred and twenty six pounds. Wow. He is a load. Okay. So um <laughs> uh Wow, how about that? So uh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's gonna be fun to watch this year, hey uh I'll say it. I, I want to see that. what he does. <laughs> it looks like they realized that they didn't have a very good running game last year and they had to do something about it. <laughs> We're going to bring in Derek Henry and 
fashion ourselves after the Tennessee Titans. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, easy. cool. I'll look at it. And I'm even wearing a Pittsburgh hat tonight. Oh, fantastic. Representing. That's right. Okay, so... Hmm. I see Cleveland improving on last year. Uh, which, I don't know, isn't really saying a whole lot. But... Um, what did Cleveland do last year? Oh man, they were eleven and five. It. They were eleven and five. Sorry, did I say Cleveland? You did. Uh, I meant the Bengals. Oh, the Bengals, Bengals are going to eleven. Yeah, yeah. the <laughs> Bengals. The Bengals are going to improve on last season. They get Joe Burrow back. I don't know. Everybody always talks. Well, who's the running back they got there? I don't have it in front of me here. Not among my fantasy. Look at team. us. Joe Look Mixon. at us. So, Joe so Mixon. prepared. Joe Mixon. Yeah, Joe Mixon. I I hear a lot of people talking really good about him. I don't watch enough Cincinnati to really know one way or the other. But anytime I have watched him, I haven't been all that impressed with him. He was supposed to be this great running back coming out of college. I don't know. I don't feel like he's ever really lived up to it. But everybody seems to still be a big fan of his, so. In any case, I think Joe Burrow, as the team goes as Joe Burrow does, so uh, I think he's going to get better than he was last season, and they're probably going to have a better season. I don't think that necessarily means they're make, doing any damage in the division. They were 4-11 last year, so let's say they improve on that, and they're, uh, oh, I don't know. They're going to get dummied in their division. That's the problem. They're the worst in their division. They went one and five in the division last year. Hard to think they're going to do much better than that this year. Maybe they go two and four. I think at the maybe end they of the win season, a few games. Six, six wins. Uh, that's my prediction for them. Yeah, yeah, six yeah. and eleven. Yeah, I kind of like that too. I, I was really hoping our predictions wouldn't be the same. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. We're we're, we're both yeah, we're six. both conservative enough and logical enough that there, there's certain things that we're not going to stray too far. <laughs> like, uh, I feel like the Heims might no, yeah, some I know. more bombastic uh, predictions. Right? right? <laughs> Cincinnati's going to be a, an 11-win team. They're going to win the division. <laughs> Phil will say that just for Chris's Just, just to piss Chris <laughs> off. Cincinnati's going to win the division. <laughs> You bite your tongue. <laughs> Beat Pittsburgh twice. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think, yeah, I think they're a six-win team. I think Cleveland and Baltimore are the ones fighting it out to... Uh, you know what? I don't know. I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't know about Baltimore, honestly. I have my doubts. I do. I do. I think Lamar Jackson is, uh, yeah, he won the MVP. Great job. You can, you can run the ball really well. He has not shown me he can throw the ball. And I'm I feel not... like it's this, this, you know, at some point, the rent is due, 
and he's not going to be able to... <laughs> and the rent is too damn high. He's, yeah, he's not going to be able to pay it. Like, I, I just, I don't, I haven't seen enough development of him throwing the football to to think that he's a complete quarterback. So He I, I has know. been successful when he has had a tremendous team around him. Uh, he's yet to show me that he can be the one that elevates a team. Yeah. Uh, I think he's shown less at this point in his career. This is my opinion. I think he's shown less than what we saw out of Cam Newton at this yeah, point. Yeah, I was, was going to say the same thing. I was going to say the same thing. Cam Newton was always a better thrower. Yeah. So, and, I mean, he's not, and he's not much of a thrower now. Right? Or he wasn't last season. He's had... He struggled throwing the ball the last several years, and I think that's mostly because of all the hits he took when he was running the ball. And I just feel like at some point, I mean, Lamar Jackson, to his credit, has shown a remarkable ability to avoid taking big hits in the first three years. But if he keeps running the ball as much as he does, it's inevitable. He's going to get hit. He's going to take too many hits. And I don't think his passing has developed far enough Listen, I've actually been impressed with his throwing. I didn't know that he could do that coming out of college. I thought coming out of college, he was going to really struggle throwing the ball in the NFL, and he hasn't nearly as much as I thought he would. I, I think he's thrown the ball well. I just don't think it's developed far enough to reduce his running workload. Like I feel like he still has to run the ball an uh, 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 an enormous amount to balance out his his skills, right? His his passing hasn't gotten good enough that they can say, okay, you don't have to run the ball as much. You're you're a dangerous enough thrower. Um, and I fear that it's not going to. You know what I mean? We're already three years into his career. Like it should have come along more than it has to this point, so that they could reduce his his you know workload running the ball but i still feel like if they come in to to be dangerous they need him to run the ball they need him to to you know push for a thousand yards <laughs> yeah because who do they have at running back right now like mark ingram left so who who do they yeah. have <laughs> mark ingram went to the texans The Texans are the 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 um other version of the New York Jets where careers go to die. Yeah, so last year they had uh Gus Edwards and JK Dobbins. Uh I don't know yeah, if both those so, guys are back, but both Yes, they are. Uh, yes, they are. Yeah. So Gus is still second string, JK Dobbins is their first string running back. And actually uh, JK Dobbins came along very nicely last year and I was quite impressed with him. So um, I still think they're going to be a power team like they were last year. I still think uh, Lamar's going to run the ball a lot. I expect Dobbins to be better than last year. Um, so they're still going to be a power running team. And then Lamar's going to take shots here and there and throw the ball kind of as needed. 15 to, you know. 25 times a game, 30 times a game. Well, and I mean, that's it. Uh, Jackson, Edwards, and Dobbins combined for over 2,500 yards rushing last year. 
Mm. Which is pretty good by anybody's mm-hmm. <laughs> metrics. <laughs> that's a right. that's a very nice and I, I, and I think I think the breakdown was something like Edwards six hundred, Lamar nine hundred. Actually, no, it's probably Dobbins nine hundred and Lamar a, a, a thousand or eleven hundred. Yeah, Lamar Lamar hit uh, one thousand five yards. Dobbins was at okay. 805, and Gus Edwards was at 723. Oh, okay. That's a pretty nice spread where you can't yeah. key on one guy yeah. too much. Well, yeah, it's a pretty nice spread, except you don't want your quarterback running for 1,000 yards. That's the issue. That's the biggest issue there. He he had 159 <laughs> runs. 159. Yeah. Right. And how many of those were designed? Like this well, isn't just Mike Vick, you know, running off script. This is like, the thing. It, it's one thing for your quarterback to, to run for more yards than one of your running backs, but the fact that he has more rushes than either of the other two running backs yeah. is maybe not what you're trying for. No, cause for concern. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. So uh, I don't know. here. So here's here's how I'm feeling, and this is this is – on uh, August 27th. (laughs) I'm feeling like Pittsburgh and Baltimore are going to be fighting it out. I I don't know. It sort of feels like a three-horse race, but I I honestly, I think um, I'm going to say Cleveland wins the division. And I'm going to say that Pittsburgh and Baltimore are fighting it out for second. And it's probably a little bit reversed from last year. So you got Cleveland at about 12 wins. 12 and 5, and then Pittsburgh and Baltimore. Is that what you just said? Is That yep. was the same prediction yep. you made. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a broken uh, I, record. I'm just saying exactly what you said like 20 minutes ago. Yeah, but I, I got to come out early with the prediction because then ah. I'm locked in. I, I'm the innovator. I know. Um, now I just sound like a... <laughs> Puppet, a parrot, a parrot. You know what I mean. Take your pick. Shit. Uh, <laughs> all right. Yeah. Ah, uh, I, I thought I was gonna come up with something different. No, Pittsburgh's gonna. All right. Well, okay. 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 So Baltimore I... comes third. That's the way I say it. So, so here's here's how we, here's how I'm gonna say it. Just just for the sake of being different. Cleveland wins. They're gonna be a 12 win team. Pittsburgh's gonna be about. 11 Baltimore is going to be a 10 win team and Cincinnati six. I'm with you. I picked Pittsburgh to go third. So, uh, Chris will hate me later in the season, but, uh, we'll, we'll see who's right on that. No, I think Baltimore. Yep. Fair enough. All right, cool. Let's wrap it up there. Thank you, sir. Sounds good. We'll uh, reconvene next week. We're doing uh, the Wests, are we not? Best in the West. Yeah. <laughs> so, can be interesting. Finally get to and... talk about my Niners. More. <laughs> <laughs> Super Bowl. Super Bowl. <laughs> oh, perfect timing if we can get uh, the Himes back on because uh, I know uh, uh, Chris will have lots to say about uh, KC and 
their prospects for yeah going back to the Super Bowl. So back to back, yeah. It's it, next week will be fun. Okay, awesome. Thanks, thanks, uh, thanks a bunch, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Take care, sir. You too.